If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You would think that with the popularity of football that at least one of our contestants uh, has an interest or a knowledge of the subject. By signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. <laughs> Fair catch. That video went viral, yes. large in part, to your facial expressions. Your reaction on that was unbelievable. What were you thinking? These people are really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome into Quick Snaps Comedy Football Talk. Aaron Hodges, Kostaki Economopoulos. Oh my goodness, so many things happened. The the Jameis Winston era in New Orleans is here. The Taysom Hill era is here. Come on, uh, you know it's here. You know oh, it's here. We're gonna see. Now it won't bother me. Now benching Jameis Winston to bring in Taysom Hill, totally acceptable behavior. That's, wow, uh, I can't I can't believe that's what you lead with. Really? I didn't like, plan that. Really? I'm a little punchy from the drive. I'm I know, a little punchy. You, and you want to get at me right away with this Taysom Hill nonsense. Like, the guy is a legend. He should be the <laughs> starter. And I think he will be. Jameis is just a couple dumb mistakes away from riding the pine and uh, getting shipped off to San Diego or wherever the fucking uh, an NFL franchise is going to be. That's he, all. That's all. Like, you might not, might, not, might not be wrong about that. But right now... Jameis Winston is the 23rd best quarterback in the world, and Taysom Hill is the 147th. Nah, Jameis is like 28, 30, <laughs> somewhere in that area. He's better than Gardner Minshew. Eh, debatable. What's what I'm saying? There's five-ish guys, so we actually agree with that. We agree on that, right? Yeah, but I mean, come on, man. We had a Hail Mary. You know, we got a lot of right. stuff You're going right. on. Was... You want to leave with Taysom Hill. The You're guy's right. a You're legend. Right. He should be the I... starter. Let's leave it at that. This is why we do the show prep, and then we have all the big big stories, and then we get to that. That's much better. You're right. Uh, the Buffalo Bills won the game with 11 seconds left and then didn't because another thing after that won the game. It was amazing. It was amazing. That was the best game. It had to be. I mean, I, I watched most of that because you know my love affair with Josh Allen. And, uh, and man, Kyler Murray is phenomenal and so fun to watch. I mean, so fun to watch. That was such a good game to watch. Lots of back and forth, defense making plays, offense making plays. Loved every second of that game. It was fun. You're not wrong. That, 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 was, that was maybe the best game of the year. Certainly the best ending. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, exciting ending. Um, yeah, that was great. Uh, Tom Brady did not have two bad games in a row. He looked just fine this time. Uh, even just threw the ball to Mike Evans for the hell of it, the seventh best receiver in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of disappearing with the uh, emergence of AB, huh? He was already disappeared. Uh, they, they just have some weird thing where they just don't throw him the ball as much as he deserves. It's very weird on that team right now. Yeah. Um, I can't blame AB for that. That was happening before AB. Uh, but, yes, theoretically, it'll be worse now. We'll see what happens. Although this week, Evans had, whatever, 70-something yards and a touchdown, and they used him. They, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, what else? What am I missing? There were some other big stories. Well, the Colts beat the Titans on Thursday. That ended up being kind of a big story. And the Patriots are not dead as much as I want them to be. They beat the Ravens. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I didn't catch too much of that game, but it was raining pretty hard. What I did see, yep. man. Yeah, 
That one I actually followed on Stat Tracker. That was a weird way to watch football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I watched seven and a half hours or whatever before that. And it was fun this weekend because of the um, the Masters. They only had five games in the one o'clock window, and then they had five or six in the four-ish window. Oh, is that why? They were scheduling around that? That's right. And then the Masters ended up not being close at the end anyway. Yeah, Fox was making a big deal out of it that like all the games that were currently on were on Fox, and like no other network had them in the early window. Yeah, that's an interesting mon- never happenstance monopoly, right? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Good for them. All right, well, we've got a lot to talk about, and we have a guest. Shall we bring in our guest? Sure. Uh, Chris Bowers, everybody. He's You're a great welcome. comic. I should uh, click on the thing so he hears me gush about him for a half a second. <laughs> it's Let's important let him to, to have the guest hear you gush about him. Before I usually, I, I feel like I've been gushing before we let him in other times, and that's probably a, that's probably not the right play. There he is. There he is. Hey, Chris. Hello, hello, Chris Bowers. What's up, everybody? How we doing? I always forget what team you root for. No, yeah, I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm the only <laughs> Bengals fan you know. I'm the only one still sticking around. <laughs> not true. All right, we, we know a couple. We got to give you the intro. Chris Bowers, hilarious stand-up. I've traveled with him. I ran around with him. We, I've hung out with him. I've worked for him. He used to own and run a club in Indianapolis and turned it into a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic place for comics to be. He's a motivational speaker and a comedian. And in a way, I've always thought this about you. And the, uh, you could, you can hear a little bit of. Sam Kennison's ministeriness in his voice. Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm I'm Sam Kennison uh, mixed with a minister is what people always have told me. I'm like, well, Sam Kennison was a minister, so I think you're just saying I'm <laughs> Sam Kennison. Right, so. right. But but you but you get the I get the motivational speaker version. I get a little bit of that in your stand up, but it's cool, man. It sets you apart a little bit. I think it's great. Well, anyway, Chris Bowers is here. Thanks. For hey, I'm about. excited. One of my favorite stories ever of comedy is Kostaki. We were in Dayton, Ohio, and there was a crowd of 11 people on a on a Friday night, and he was kind of down. And he was upset, and I said, look, man, we're going to have a great show. This is the best 11-person show we've ever had. I was here with Richie Reagans last week. He had 13 people, and it was great. He looks at me and goes, so you're saying Richie Reagans is a bigger draw than me? (laughs) No, that's not what I was saying. (laughs) You're such a comic. Only a comic would think that. (laughs) That is such a hilarious comic moment. Like, wait a minute. Why you got (laughs) to? So instead of a motivational, like, uplifting thing, you thought it was a dig at your uh, your draw. Well, you were you were a club owner at the time, so I was extra aware of that being you know the way you framed something. It's hilarious. Wow, you know I don't care. I didn't care about any of that. Right, right. <laughs> you're, you're a comic too. Yeah, that's another thing. Harder. That's another thing that sets you apart from the pile of of guys because, for the most part, in the history of stand up comedy, nobody who owns a comedy club is also a good comedian. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I mean, it, it tends to be. Are there exceptions? Can you think of one? I mean, there's. I mean, Hofstetter's pretty good, and he owned the clubs with us at a point. At, at, at you know, points. All um, right. There's no, some. There's some out there. There's a couple. It's like your group. It's you and Hofstetter and McComas, and that's it. I can't think of a single other one. Uh, the dude that owns the Laughing Skull is pretty funny. Uh, Marshall. Marshall Childs is pretty funny. All right. Okay. I haven't seen Marshall in years. I used to give him a hard time about this. In fact, I did a roast for the uh, the regular guys, and Ron White and all these dudes were there, and uh, I did some version of this. I was like, has there ever been a comedian who owned a comedy club? Jamie was there, too, the guy who owns the punchline. And I was like, Jamie, Marshall, can you think of anyone? <laughs> That's a really yeah, good joke. Read the room, bro. <laughs> No, he did. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> they laughed hard. I've known both those guys forever. Uh, but anyway, so you're you're a good comic, and I thought the story you were going to tell was when you um, when we did um, Shelbyville, and you and you told the greatest. You introduced something as the greatest story ever told. Or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, I had a bit called the greatest story ever told. <laughs> and then I went on after you. I was like, you think maybe that's, that's a lot of balls to introduce a story like that? Like maybe the Odyssey or something? No, no, some story with Bowers drinking or whatever. That was my buddy passed out on a couch in a house he didn't live in, and when he woke up, the girl that lived in the house had sex with him. It was the greatest story ever told. Wow. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> he he drunkenly trespassed and passed passed out on a couch and got laid. That's a pretty good story. It's, pretty, it's a pretty good story. Uh, Your buddy okay. named Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who is this right? buddy? Right. 
Tony Deardorff, you know him. He's the other owner of the club with me. You know Tony. Oh, really? That is that, is, that does bring it up a notch. All right. Yeah, yeah, that was before the three the third DUI when he stopped drinking. But there was a couple good times in between Man. the <laughs> really putting Tony's business out in these streets. Yeah, that's oh, right. He does he doesn't care at this point. <laughs> At this point, hey, he got uh, his third. It was 10, 15 years ago when that happened. So he's he's all better now. Speaking of drinking, you were drinking. You want to tell us what happened yesterday? What happened yesterday? What's going on? You went you went ran around. You did some drinking and well, just football off. Sundays. We drink pretty hard on football Sundays. I mean, the, the West Coast starts at ten a.m. too. So basically, he, what he said is he texted me. He's like, "Hey, you want to do the podcast?" And I said, "Yeah, it'd be great." Now you're going to text me tomorrow because I'm drinking a bunch right now and I'm not going to remember that happened. <laughs> and when you text me and said, "Are you good today?" I'm like. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I had no recollection. <laughs> That's the two thousandth two thousandth best story ever told, right? <laughs> right? It's not a great story. Like, you yeah, just woke up, hung over, and you're on a great podcast. Yeah, Nobody there you go. Do <laughs> um, and uh, tell us about the. Uh, are you still doing the thing with Hofstede? Or I should have done some pre-show research. That's right. Yeah, I, we're I still doing that. the social distancing social club. We've got a show four days a week on. Uh, it goes out on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and all that stuff. Um, SDSCshow.com. You can find the links. But uh, it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. We have two comics on a, a, a show, and they do st- do sets, and then we just kind of bullshit around around a lot. But it's got twenty thousand people watch it and. And uh, it's the first time I've ever had fans. It's kind of cool, you know. I love it, man. It's great. Yeah, I, it was the first thing, I, first pandemic thing I did, and it was it was uh, a little bit like soul healing to do some stand up and see you guys and hang and laugh. And it was nice. So yeah, we yeah, figured kudos. out laughter was the key. It took it's it's crazy to me that how many people have not figured out that if you're going to have a live comedy show, you need to have somebody laughing. And, and I think networks always think it's because the, that's when the audience knows to laugh. But I think that as comics, we know that the laughter's so we don't jump off the building. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the laughter's for us. It's our air. We need it. Without laughter, like we're just talking, which we don't like. <laughs> I mean, it worked for Neil Hamburger not to have any laughter. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, some guys that have dealt without the laughter, but uh, most of us, we need the laughter. That's the whole point. You yeah, know? Yeah. What happened to Hamburger? See, they're still around. I thought I saw something about him putting something out or having a live show the other day. He's one of my favorites, like uh, like anti-comedians. He's the best. He's so I feel funny. like I should give a little better dive. I, I want a deeper dive on Neil Hamburger. Uh, I, I think it's a little joke, bit I, of... As joke writers, we're not going to like it, Kostaki. No, we like no, jokes. No. We like to write jokes. The idea that you couldn't write jokes means you shouldn't be able to be a comedian. I'm sorry you can't write jokes, Neil, but you got to write jokes to be a comedian. I, I can't just have you not be funny and have that be funny. I can't do it. I'm sorry. There actually <laughs> are some good jokes. I'm gonna, I, I gotta, let me look up the album that I think is actually pretty funny. Hold on. Let's see if I don't even know who Neil Hamburger is, but I'm assuming gotta, Neil Hamburger. We, we got a comedy album producer here, so he's, you know. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Are you not go familiar to the wall. with Neil's work? No, I mean, I've heard of him, I think. I'm just saying, if you're saying he's an anti-comic, and it's like there's there's comics out there that their whole thing is they're not funny, and I just don't, I can't handle that. No, that's, he that's goes up there to elicit booze. And uh, I think it's, this album is that's worth definitely worth checking out. Um, he, I mean, he goes up there looking like a piece of garbage, like just... It's, it's so funny. Like he, he's basically just—it's a character, and he's just playing this guy that looks like a total piece of garbage, and just goes up there and and says some of the lamest jokes, and the crowd is just booing him. The album is called uh, Hot. It's called. You're Hot, selling me on it. I'm a guy who wears a tuxedo and gets a laugh every four terrible seconds. I'm gonna love this guy. <laughs> I think it's called Hot February Night. He went up and he opened up for uh, Tenacious D. So it was a Tenacious D crowd, and they weren't expecting a comic to open up for him. So they just went to see Tenacious D, and they were just booing the fuck out of him. And oh. just, it's so funny to me. To me, I don't know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You know, it's, this is bad news for Neil Hamburger because when I hear hamburger and comedy, I think of the black Ham- comic. Hamburger. Hamburger. Do you remember him, Bowers? I've, I remember watching a video about the, of that guy. I, I don't. I don't. I never saw him live or anything. But it doesn't make any sense. It. But he was. But he was a brand expert in the early days. He would say his stage name at the end of punchlines. You know, like whatever, blah 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 blah, duh, huh? Hamburger, and he would kind of lean into it, and he would say it almost every punchline. It was ridiculous, and yet somehow compelling and memorable. 
Well, I mean, that's what gimmicks are are good. I mean, like they work. I mean, if they didn't work, people wouldn't do them. I mean, gimmicks are a way to get. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, you know. Well, it didn't work great, but it did work a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm saying is it worked great in in reference to how good that guy's comedy was. You know what I mean? Like it got remembered way more than it should have because of that. Yeah, so, I think you're right. I like if he'd have been really good and said hamburger at the end of the joke, he'd be Neil the, or Leo the Cable Guy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he'd already be there. <laughs> so because <laughs> that's basically what Larry was. Larry was a gimmick with good jokes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. You he know? was a he was a radio. That's Fox. Character. I mean, nothing wrong with gimmick as long as you got good jokes. That's all I care about. I don't care if you got a thing you say at the end. I'm just have good jokes before that. <laughs> My rule. I do care a little bit if, if they got a thing at the end. It's a, it can get a little annoying. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, I've always said this. Uh, smart people laugh when they're surprised, and stupid people laugh when they understand. And so you got to do both if you want to be funny. And some guys just pick one or the other. There's guys that pick to just do the back of the room, and only smart people are surprised and get it, and nobody else understands. And there's people who do play arenas to stupid people. And that's fine. You know, it's just a whole different style of comedy that just to talk to one, one demographic. This is, this is what I knew was going to happen. We're going to get a strong, weird, very well-defended Bowers take. That's what it does. <laughs> It's kind of yeah, it's strong, That's, weird, well defended. That's the, the I, go know. ahead. T- tell Aaron your theory about uh, chain restaurants. That's that's the that's the that's the go to. This head. is the one. I, look, I just think that mom and pop restaurants suck because if there were any good, there'd be two of them. That's generally the rule. If your food's any good, you fucking franchise. That's how it happens. Fucking, it's all Cisco. If there's one of you, right? They're not making special shit for your mom and pop. It's just terrible, right? So like I. Just, Get away from me. Get a, now, now, a regional chain, eight, ten locations, they're probably the best restaurant on the planet because they're small enough to still care. But like, And I've always said this. You don't hate chain restaurants, Kasaki. You know what you hate? Chain restaurant employees because those motherfuckers don't give a shit about anything. And that's the problem, right? So I worked at Dave & Buster's for three weeks before the world shut down. I finally ran out of money in Hollywood, and I had a job for three weeks. And then God said, nah, we're not going to have anybody work, which was nice. But uh, – <laughs> Those cooks didn't give it. When they cook it the way you're supposed to when we were in training, that food's amazing. But it's Saturday night when they've got 17 burgers on the rail. They don't give a fuck about any of them. It comes out all fucked up. So it's not the chain you hate. It's the people that don't care about their jobs that you don't like. Because right. right. in a mom and pop, it's more likely that the, that the guy that owns it's cooking it. So he puts his little flair into it. I get that. But yeah. I'm saying nobody's nobody's goal in life was to own a restaurant with their wife and work 60 hours a week when they were 74 years old. That's because it didn't work. It's <laughs> a great point. And I mean, I take a lot of heat for my love of Olive Garden. But goddamn, that, that stuffed ravioli is... <clears throat> Hey, if, if if it wasn't good, there wouldn't be a million of them. I mean, that's just how. Like, I just can't. You can't argue with that logic. I don't understand. The better something is, the more there is of it, right? I mean, <laughs> I am I wrong on that? I like, think it's a good theory. You're, you're, yeah, it's you're not wrong. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's the fun of talking to you about these crazy things. <laughs> So do we talk football on this podcast? What's this podcast Sometimes. about? I was, be a I was just going to segue to the number nine on your shirt. Is that is that Burrow? This is Burrow. I got this today. I have not bought a bank. I have not bought a piece of Bengals merch in probably fifteen years because I've never known anybody. I, I, I wasn't invested in anybody. I didn't think anybody was the guy till this guy. Joe Burrow is the truth, man. I, I, I've never thought we had the guy before till right now. We finally sucked at the right time, which has never been our thing. We've always sucked at the wrong time. But when eight and eight, when Andrew Luck was or whatever, you know what I mean. And yeah. uh, we've just never been able to get the guy. And I knew he was the guy from the my favorite picture of the world honestly and i it's, if i could ever get it signed i'd love it is cigar is, is the cigar photo <laughs> after the fucking national championship game because he's smoking that cigar and his face didn't say hey we won his face said yeah of course we won what you think was going to happen yeah you know and that's just a, i've not seen that in a bengals anybody ever <laughs> i know how do you have that sort of calm and gravitas when you're 21 or whatever it was it, he's just he's a child well it's think about amazing. this he left Ohio State and won a national title. You know how hard that is to, to leave Ohio State and go, you know what, I'm going to leave the best football program in the world, a quarterback factory, go someplace I've never lived and hope I can do well. And then you go win a national title there and maybe put together the best college football season of all time with the best right. team of all time. I mean, and the thing I like about Burrow is he gets better every game. He gets better every play, right? Like Baker Mayfield makes the same stupid mistakes this year he did his first year. You know, 
He just does. He's just I, he, he rolls out and throws that same stupid pass just like he used to. Burrow does that once, and then he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I shouldn't do." And you know, what I mean, like, like to know, like the the, the first Cleveland game, Burrow ran around a corner, and Richardson was there, and he went to juke him, and the guy just hit him in the forearm, forearmed him in the chest, and he fell down, and you saw him go, "Oh, I'm not as fast as I was in college." Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, and then he stopped doing that crazy shit, you know, and that's and that's kind of where I like Burrow. I mean, he's doing it with nothing. Like we, yeah, we've never had an offensive line. We, you know, the offensive line's bad, but lots of teams have a bad offensive lines and good quarterbacks figure that shit out, you know? And I just feel like, I mean, I don't want us to win yet. Like I'm, I'm really happy going three. I want to win three games this year, maybe two and get another top round pick and either get that linebacker we've never had or a, a hall of fame offensive tackle, you know, but cause that's what we need. One of those, whatever the best, like you think legendary generational player is at two or three or four, wherever we end up. I, and then, you know, one more group. Yeah. So one more draft like that. And then I think we'll be I, I think that the, my prediction is the Bengals and the Chargers are going to be the teams to beat five years from now. Yeah, that, that Herbert kid. I always want to call him a bear. He's he's pretty dynamite. I, I like him a lot. And uh, the Bengals can go ahead and lose to the future NFC East champions Giants in a couple weeks. That'll be all right with me. But uh, I am thinking that's another lead be, we buried. You might be. In a honeymoon phase with Burrow, as far as not making the same mistake, it's too early. Nope. Maybe I mean the next nope. year you're going to be saying, "Man, nope. maybe he's not the guy." Nope. No, no, you don't think so. That. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, look, he's a Bengal. There's a chance he blows his elbow <laughs> out and never plays again tomorrow. Who fucking knows, right? But <laughs> I mean, you know, like I've been, t- I, I, I'm just watching football with my LA, my LA friends finally, and and because we moved to Hollywood and so now they come over. We live in the valley. No one would go there. So I didn't. Last football season was kind of a wash. But like we've been watching these games, and I'm like. Kind of like being a Falcons fan, Kostagi. Like, they'll be like, oh, you're going to win. I'm like, mm, there's still yeah, yeah. 18 seconds left. Let's calm down. Yeah. These are the Bengals. And then Let's they'll lose. Like, suck at each other's dicks just yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, when, when, you know, the first game of the year against the Chargers when 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 uh, Bullock, uh, I don't know, pulls a hamstring, but then got confused on which leg was hurt. And he limped the <laughs> yeah, wrong yeah, direction. Yeah. Did you see that? He, like, missed yeah. a 30-yard field goal and then pulled up lame. <laughs> then when he walked to the bench, he lamed out with the other leg. Like, that's a Bengal thing that would happen, you know? For, like... <laughs> <laughs> like my that. friends are like, oh, I get it. And it's happened a couple times. We're like, nope, nope, something's going to happen. Just watch, you know. Um, it wasn't quite as entertaining as watching my friends uh, watch uh, Andy Dalton start for the Cowboys that one game. They're like, I don't know, Dalton with a real line and a real team. And I'm like, okay, fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice thought. I was, but yeah, I was never high. Let's Dalton. wait a quarter before you decide that Dalton is going to take the Cowboys to the, the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Cowboys fans will believe anything, though. They'll, they'll go for anything. Uh, who's your favorite Bengal of all time? Uh, probably Ocho Cinco. Good I answer. love that dude. Good answer. Yeah, I was that guy. I mean, I, I just because I loved him as a personality. I know he's yeah. one of those guys, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's on the other team, you hate him. You know, he's one of those guys, like like Reggie Miller. Since I was a Pacers fan, like I loved Reggie, but I'm sure if I was anybody else, I'd think he was a brick. Still but uh, son of a bitch. Yeah, my my, <laughs> my favorite Ocho Cinco line was uh, he raced a horse. Do you remember this? He raced a horse yeah. one year for charity, and he raced a horse. He ran 100 yards, and the horse had to run 200 yards. And they said, why'd you make the horse run twice as far? And he said, that dude's got twice as many legs. <laughs> It's one of my favorite quotes of sports of all time. He also he also might be responsible for one of the worst cameos ever for Kostaki. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. Krista, your wife was she asked me and I guess a few other people, like she was trying to surprise Kostaki for his birthday. She was like, Who do you think is good? And I was like, Oh, Ocho Cinco, like definitely go like the guy's amazing. He's such a good personality, that da 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 da, you know. And, uh, you know, he was a little bit more expensive than the other ones, but it was like, all right, it's, it's Ocho Cinco. He's going to deliver. And they just gave Kostaki like a half-assed, like smoking a cigar in a bath, in the bathroom. Like, what was he doing? He's like, what's up, Kostaki? He's, I he's love in you. a shower, but he was, he was sort of high or yeah. drunk or he was somewhat emotional and strange and <laughs> disconnected. It, I have it. I have it. I have a clip of it forever. <laughs> He talks directly to me. He gives me his cell phone number, which I actually texted and it didn't bounce back. So I think wow. it was actually him. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, so he just accidentally was like uplifted. He didn't mean to like. 
I think he was stoned out of his mind and just playful, and he was like, ah, Kostaki, I love you, man. He's just kind of <laughs> ramp. He rambles around for a while. It's really weird and interesting. It's that, That's the magic of Cameo. People that you know from the world will talk to you for 30 seconds, you know? Yeah, no, it's a cool idea. It's, it, it's, uh, it is a pretty neat idea. Yeah, I, I haven't done it yet, but I've seen some uh, – uh, there's a comic from Indianapolis, Patrick Murray, that like had he had John Cleese uh, do a cameo to uh, advertise his new comedy album, and he just had that all of his social media. I'm John Cleese, and I want you to watch Patrick Murray's. Oh, that's a perfect thing. <laughs> it was to like do. a perfect. Yeah. He spent whatever it was, of, you know, a couple hundred bucks, five dollars, or whatever. Get John Cleese, yeah. tell people to listen to your comedy. Album. It's probably a good way to spend seventy five bucks, I would imagine. <laughs> that's right. I spent it on dumber shit yesterday. So. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I want to do that too. We used it to promote an album one time. It was you remember Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the white woman who was pretending to be black and ran a, oh, the yeah. NAACP chapter. Yeah. So uh, one of the comics is his name's Christian Duran. He's uh, he's black Dominican, and uh, he his name the name of the album was called King Latifah. So we paid Rachel Dolezal to to congratulate him on uh, releasing King Latifah. And it was just so funny to to have those words come out of her mouth. How ballsy are you to be Rachel Dolezal and be on Cameo? I know that's insane, know. right? Like and who she else has is on? to know? Like you're that's you're you are the joke, right? She has to know that, right? I mean, like yeah. if I get a cameo from Searhan, Searhan, like what the fuck are we talking about? This is one of the most evil. Like people thought she was the worst person in the history when she's on Cameo. That's that's she, pretty wild. She needs fifty bucks. Yeah, I guess you know. I mean, there's a point where I mean, once you get kicked out of the NCAA ACP for being white, you're going to need to do something for money. Ah, <laughs> uh, that old expression. <laughs> you know what they say? Once you get kicked. <laughs> So, so you'd rather have Burrow than Tua or Herbert? A thousand percent, these, yeah. These three, you got the right one? Yeah, yeah. Because we'd mess Tua up. We would probably ruin Tua. We'd probably ruin Herbert. Um, I think Burrow's unruinable. That's what I like about him. Yeah. So we'll see. He's going to be fun to watch. All three of those guys are fun to watch. Yeah. And the now, generation so, before them, Kyler Murray, and the, those guys are fun to watch. You know, Oh, yeah. We, that, we got some great football being played. Right yeah, now. there's a lot of I, the one rule I'd like to make in, in in football. I think would change everything is I would like to have a goaltending type rule where if you're a defensive lineman, you can't knock the ball down at the <laughs> line of scrimmage because then you could have short quarterbacks. Like you could have like all those little guys would have done way better. You don't have to be six six. We don't have to wait and have eight good quarterbacks in the whole goddamn league. We could have twenty to thirty two good quarterbacks because if you couldn't block their passes, all those little guys would be able to wreak havoc. It'd be awesome. That's the one rule I'd make. I never heard of that ever. I don't all think right. that's gonna fly. <laughs> Why not? They made the when, once Wilt Chamberlain could block every basketball. They just made a goaltending rule, I and mean, it just happens. If some, I mean, I'm just saying, like as linemen get bigger and quarterbacks get smaller, eventually we're going to make that rule. This is what Bowers does. He takes a crazy position and he argues it long enough, and you're like, yeah, all right. That was, that was two steps. I didn't argue that for an hour and no, a half. No, no, no. But you, if we had more time, you would keep going and you would go on and on. And at the yeah, end. The, you, you, yeah. The, the only downside of my magic is it only works for about 15 minutes. So you'll leave the conversation going, we should make that a rule. And then 15 minutes later, you're like, what the fuck was I saying? No, that's no, stupid. No. God yeah. damn it, Bauer. Quit it. <laughs> that's right. I was that's just right. trying to get to that moment real quick. <laughs> just skip all the in-between. <laughs> so now as a Giants fan, here's my question. Are yeah. the Giants be the first team in the NFL history to – uh, make the playoffs and get a top 10 pick because that could happen. They could <laughs> pick seventh and be in the right. playoff, right? <laughs> I, I think six wins could easily win that division. Uh, and I mean, I'm looking at it and I think that's that might be best case scenario for the Giants. Um, but I mean, no one else in the division is stepping up. So you just beat the Eagles. Six wins could do it. Six wins yeah. could do it. Six and 10. It, yeah, the only thing I'm disappointed in the Bengals is that we didn't that we had our NFC East uh, uh, schedule this year. Like, I wish we'd had it next year, right? Because I'm looking at the end of our schedule, we're like, oh shit, we play in the next like in the next seven games, we play uh, the Giants, Washington, the Cowboys, the Texans. It's like, oh man, those guys are all terrible. We can Pretty win some of those games. This year, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. We're wasting on our year. We need to get three wins and get a yeah. tackle or something. But well, Burrow dead the first year. He's, got, he's out there learning. It's good. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. That's great. I mean, 
I tell you what, man, because I, I still can't get that image out of my head of, of, of Gurley accidentally scoring that touchdown, Lane <laughs> defeated on the goal line with the guys with their hands up on the other team. Excited he scored. The it's hilarious. I watched that video so many times because I was trying to figure out. I, I put myself in the position of all the different people, all the, all the different people in the process. And the one dude who's like really trying to tackle Gurley lets up. And then is one of the first ones to cheer when he scores. It's fascinating. Well, I think he was holding him up, and then he let him go, so he'd go across the line. He he, knew, he was like, you know, like when you get a little kid and you pulled him he back, he was going to run and hit the wall. I think that's what he was doing on purpose. It, he knew it was, he was definitely doing. strategic. Yeah. You yeah. know what it was? It was like it was a battle to see who was more committed to the bit. Like, the, <laughs> was it the Lions? The Lions, or who? It was the Lions, right? Yeah, it was the Lions. Yeah, yeah. he uh, just he just gave up on it, and Gurley was like, no, I'm. I'm still pretending to score. Oh, I'm not supposed to score. <laughs> and Chubb, Chubb was Gurley's understudy in the Georgia backfield, and he showed Gurley how to do it this week. Yep. Yeah. That he did one it. stepped I, out of bounds. That one is like a that's a weird one to me. I mean, I get it, like football, like strategic, you want to just win the game, but like running running the end zone, you win the game. So I don't wow, know. But that would seem like there was but almost some vengeance behind nine it. Instead huh? of a hundred, that's ninety-nine nine 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 instead of a hundred, right? Yeah, and I, I get. I mean, I get. I mean, it was a bad beat for sure. If you bet the, <laughs> if you bet the line oh, or whatever, yeah. you know, which is that's. Yes. I mean, I I had him on my fantasy team. Luckily, I lost by thirty in that league anyway, so it wasn't like I lost by four and he did that to me. I can't even imagine right. I'd be, oh. would I be losing my mind today over that? But but, uh, but no, it's, I mean, because again, they 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 score a touchdown, they go by ten, and then some quick strike return, kickoff return, and then they get an extra almost like kick somehow. I mean. I mean, like again, this e- the, the the Falcons Lions game. There's no way they could have con- went down there and scored after he scored the touchdown. Right. But somehow they That's did, right. and somehow they went. You know, somehow I mean, just, they did. That's right. Somehow they did. I mean, you know, yesterday against the 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 the. the the what was it they're calling it the hail murray the yeah, hail murray the like you know right. they, they score with 16 seconds left or 30 whatever it was you know and they're like well yeah. they're not going to come down and score a touchdown and then they did so i mean if they could have run 16 more seconds off and then score that have been you know so it's it's interesting um i was i would never take a timeout in the second half ever for any reason until the end like three timeouts is so important in a football game. There's, I mean, no five yard penalty is worth giving up a timeout in the third quarter to me. I don't understand what coaches are doing. Yeah, I agree with that too. Take the five yards, man. A timeout with less than two minutes left. If you're down six points, you need the ball back twice, and you got three timeouts. Hell, you can get three possessions <laughs> if there's two and a half minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> you got no timeouts. The game's over at two and a half minutes. They get the two minute warning. They just kneel down. So I mean, those timeouts are so important. I would never get rid of one. I agree. It's probably worth it to take that uh, five yard penalty for uh, delay a game instead of just hold on to that timeout. It's probably more valuable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unless you're overturn, unless you're challenging to overturn a touchdown one way or the other, that's completely obvious. I I would never risk a timeout for anything. But I yeah. like it. I Let's also do, would make uh, sure my my quarterback snapped the ball with five or more seconds on the play clock every time. Because oh, yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but like when when the defense sees that it's at one, they get a half ex- yeah. they get a half a step extra, and you get sacked almost every time. <laughs> but if you snap it at four or five seconds, they have to wait till the ball actually goes. They're not going on the clock. I don't know. I would make sure that we always snapped at five or above. That's a great point. <laughs> you use the pronoun we a lot for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fan. That is a real uh, yeah. fan. <laughs> well, and by the way, am I any worse than the coaches the Bengals have ever had? No. So fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Another like, good point. You guys had Parcells. You don't get a second guess that. I've had Marvin Lewis, all right? So we might go, hey, what are we doing here, guys? And I feel like a we because I could probably be in this room. You know what? what and I'll give Marvin Lewis credit for this. And I've said this to you before, Kasagi, but here's what I think people don't understand about the Bengals. The Bengals, uh, when Marvin Lewis got hired, were the last team in the league to get what? You know what it was? What were they the last team in the league to get? To get last team to, oh this is a fun quiz the last team to get something this that thing. no longer is gettable no no everyone has it now they were the last team the last holdout to to get this um, can you say it uh, again yeah. okay so in, when Marvin Lewis was hired he said I'm not taking the job unless we get this okay. the Bengals need to do this and I will take the job because they'd never done it before and it was have professional scouts. 
Come we on. never had a scouting Come department. On. Are you Come serious? On. Lewis. I'm not kidding. That Fucking Mike right. Brown and his daughter Katie picked all the players till Marvin Lewis. Come on. That's, I'm not kidding. That's, That's a real thing. Wow. We still, don't have a general manager. We, we still don't have a general manager. Mike Brown's still the general manager. Katie. I would have never gotten that right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's only, uh, what, 15 years ago? Uh, I mean, yeah, 17 now because, I mean, he – yeah, so whatever that was, 2003. Wow. That's <laughs> a quiz. I was on a plane once uh, coming out of Indy the week of the Combines. And there was a guy next to me in a, a Minnesota Vikings uh, you know, polo and whatever, and I said uh, – I said, oh, are you, uh, you work for the team? He said, yeah, I'm a scout. I'm like, cool. And he saw my, I had a Bengals shirt on. And he goes, I was hanging out with some of your guys this week. And I went, we have scouts? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, what do you do now? It's like four years old. But yeah, you got some now. I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Tell them to do better. <laughs> That's actually my, my most embarrassing football story one time. I was in the uh, Indianapolis airport, and this was like, uh, a couple years after Jeff George had retired totally from the league and he's from Indianapolis. And so I'm in the North, I was used to be have status on Northwest. So I'm in the first class line or whatever. And the guy in front of me is like at his bag open because it's too heavy. And he's pulling shit out of his bag. And the lady goes, Jeff George. And I go, that's an unfortunate name. And the dude stands up and it's the real Jeff George. And he goes, <laughs> why? And I was like, no, man, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I, go, I got nothing. I was making funny. I didn't know it was you. My bad. <laughs> what's, he, what's he say to that? He just went, that's all right, man. <laughs> You're not going to fight me in the airport. <laughs> oh, he knows he didn't nail it. Oh, no, he knew. I mean, he was like, I would, I'm not the dick. Yeah, that's right. I'm not yeah. the guy that went first overall and then let Had the all the tools nothing. and pissed him away. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure he pissed him away. I just think, uh, you know. It didn't quite all come together. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, you know. He wasn't one of the – he wasn't like uh, – who was the Russell uh, – who was the uh, LSU guy that played yeah. for the Raiders who they sent home? Jamar uh, Russell? Marcus Russell, Russell, yeah, where they yeah. they sent him back. They didn't think he they were, he was watching film at home, so they started sending him blank tapes, and then oh, he would come back and go, yeah. "Oh yeah, I saw the covers." Like, no, that was blank. You that's tick. a great story. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, that's that's great. how you know your guys when you even have to dream that scheme up. Like, this is not the guy. <laughs> yeah, like, how many meetings did he fail oh. before they were like, "We got to set him up." He's not even right. Let's, right, we got to verify this. We have we have we have our suspicions that he's not watching any of the tape. Let's set up a scenario where it's foolproof. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do a sting on your own quarterback. Yes, it's a sting. That's right. So Vikings uh, are playing the Bears tonight. Who you got, Chris? Who's winning? You know what? Uh, Dalvin Cook looks like he's having a year. The Bears, I don't have any faith in the Bears. I think it's one of those, you know, it's one of those, you get those mirage teams, man, where they, they get the first five wins, but then you look at their schedule and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think the Vikings might make the playoffs. I, this, it's just the whole year is crazy, man. I, I think, um, I think we're learning that you don't need to practice, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Ben right, like every time, every, that's it. every time somebody no hasn't practiced practice, the whole time, they come out the best game of their whole life. Roethlisberger, like, no, he's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, like when the Tennessee Titans were like, you know, they were who they play. They were they they didn't have any practice for like two weeks because they were all COVID, and then they went came out and, back. They were amazing. That's right. Yeah, I think practice is overrated, man. Maybe they're know. running them too hard in practice. Maybe that's it. They're they're legs are only, tired. You only have so many. I mean, look, I, I have a theory. You only have so, enough, so much cartilage in your knees, and if you use it all up in your twenties and thirties, running so you can look skinny, you have, you're going to be able to crep it in your fifties and sixties. I don't know if that's real or not, but I feel like if, in football you get a certain number of like snaps, and if you waste a bunch of them not playing, I mean, just save them up for the game is what I would do. I don't know. I also wouldn't play my starters till the third quarter when we needed them. First half, just play the third stringers, and if you can beat Cleveland already or the Bengals without the first stringers, then don't even waste their legs. I was with you on the timeouts, but now I'm thinking I'm never hiring you as a coach. This is the yeah. other thing that happens with Bowers. You start to he he bends your ear, and you kind of you you cave on a couple of these crazy premises, and then they just get fucking crazier. <laughs> 
that's exactly how it works. It's, 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 I just move you slightly a little bit each time. I'm like the veer off yes. this, right? I just. Oh, by the way, we're punting on no. second down. <laughs> well, I would never punt. We wouldn't even have a punter. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Why? <laughs> I would never punter. I'd be the team like, look, we don't have a punter, so you better not. Well, what if it's a fourth and 27 or own two? Well, don't let that happen. We're going to lose. Yeah. I Throw think people would rise to the occasion. Yeah, that's fine. Got an extra wide receiver. <laughs> we got a clip, Aaron. Let's hear the clip. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I wanted you guys to hear this. Teddy Bridgewater was interviewed last week, and uh, – he was he showed up to the interview wearing a referee uh, shirt. So he had like an official oh, I, like black and I white stripe. I saw part of this. Yes. So like he worked at the Foot Locker kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Uh, so uh, let me play this and then uh, get your thoughts on the comedic ability. You stole ability. his joke, Bowers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what the whole thing was? My bad. I'm here to throw a flag on any question that I don't want to answer. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I just came from work, uh, my other job, Foot Locker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, is there a reason that you are working at Foot Locker? Um, well, when you got a punter who is 100% uh, on the season completing passes, man, he makes it tough on you. So trying to find <laughs> another way to generate some in- uh, income. <laughs> All right. Yeah, all right. I'm okay with all that. Yeah. I like them calling him Teddy Two Gloves. That makes me happy. <laughs> That's a great nickname. It's a great nickname, Teddy Two Gloves. I love it. <laughs> He's hurt again. It sucks, man. It, it, he, it did, he, apparently, he did escape like a serious injury, So, but he's got sprained MCL or something from yesterday. Uh, so hopefully he'll only miss a game or so. Uh, I've been enjoying watching him. He's he's the perfect quarterback in my division. Like he's fun and he's easy to like and he's not scary like the other two guys right now. <laughs> but he can still beat him. He's fun to yeah. watch, but you're not scared of him. I but he's beatable, it. right? That's right. That's what you want in your division. Yeah. He's likable yeah, for sure. I I went all in this year on uh, the the Ravens uh, for my fantasy football team. I drafted uh, Lamar Jackson in oh. in just a no no. It was a brilliant move because I was afraid he was going to be like the quarterback for 10 years and me drafting him in my fantasy leagues and all three of them has brought him back down to earth which is what I was hoping for as a Bengals fan so I think <laughs> if I can make every year my my, my fantasy team sucks I, I gotta, I gotta, I'll draft Ra- Roethlisberger next year and he'll blow his ACL in the first week or whatever and what, so that's and what they're do. doing with the running backs is unbelievable they give each one of them exactly a third of the action so that they're all useless for fantasy like you get two catches you get two catches you get, you get 30 31 yards, you get 30 yards. It's yeah. crazy what happened with that team. And Hollywood Brown has been, he's gone. He disappeared completely. I mean, Lamar Jackson hasn't thrown the ball over 15 yards the whole season. I don't know what's happening. He did literally like he, like last year, he was throwing ropes to people way down the field. And now he like counts to two Mississippi and starts running <laughs> and gets three yards. I don't know what's going on with that guy, but <laughs> I hope he keeps sucking because that's uh, good for me, especially yeah, now that we have right. Burrow. You know, I, I, I uh, yeah. Well, the Steelers are no good, so you get an easy path. That's that's nice. Well, I was having this argument with a guy yesterday. Like, okay, I think Tom Brady's really good, and I think the Patriots are really good. But how much of that was that they had six homecoming games on their schedule every goddamn year yes. and a bye? I've been right? saying I mean, that. like, you know, if you're a Bengal, even we had an okay team. We're playing against the Steelers and the Ravens twice a year, every year, the first two games of the year, the last two games of the year. So you come out of the out of the box 0-2 and, and just your mouth all bloody, and you're like, ah, I guess we're terrible. Where, you know, if you're the Patriots, Jesus, you play the Jets and the Dolphins and the yeah. Bills every year for 10, right. 20 years? And then, I mean, come on. You know, I've been they, saying that the whole time we've been doing this podcast. They, they've had the cushiest setup. They've had a quarterback who works for less than the going rate. They they played the three worst teams in, in the history of football division ever. The only good team in 20 years that Tom Brady has been there was led by Mark Sanchez. That right. was literally the only good team that was in their division yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. No, I, I get it. It's like it's like the Cincinnati Reds in, in baseball. We always have the Cardinals in our division. The Cardinals are just. A, I mean, I, I you know I would say the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the kind of team that they could all die in a bus crash today, and they could hold open tryouts and win nine games. 
<laughs> like they're just, just for being a Steeler. You put a Steeler jersey. I mean, it's like look at uh, J, uh, James Harrison, right? He was a Hall of Famer with the Steelers. He signed for the Bengals for one year for like a bunch of money. He ate a dick for the whole year. He was terrible. <laughs> he gets cut. He goes back to the Steelers and then is all pro the next year as a Steeler. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It was so maddening. <laughs> just some of that jersey makes you better. You know? <laughs> I love that you got eat a dick and Jesus Christ in the same rant. That's nice. <laughs> you got range. That's a W. How many of you want to eat a W tonight? Jameis Winston, they got a W. He didn't need them all. He, they got one this week. Uh, we got to go. This has been great. I can't, time flies, man. It's great talking to you, Bowers. This is it? This is how the show goes? All right, cool. This, this is I what it is. That. Yeah, it was fun, we, do. we sometimes yeah. do little segments of things, but we just talk to you this time. That's good. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Do you want to do a quick uh, kudos and taps on the back around the horn? For all, we can all three, three of us do this. Of course. Sure. You want to lead it off? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how do you not give it to the, the Murray Hopkins connection? That's the obvious choice, right? Those guys, they're fun to watch. They crawled back into a first place tie and they're going to have a great Thursday night. This Thursday night game is great. Who are they it's, Car- it's Cardinal Seahawks. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, that's Russell like a Wilson Sunday night, Monday night game. Russell Wilson and better Russell Wilson. Right. Right. <laughs> Baby Russell. Russ. Right. They're, yeah, Russ, is, Russ has been killing it all season, and the last two or three games went down a notch, and Kyler Murray went the other way. So that's going to be a great game. So, yeah, I'll give it. I'll, I'll take the easy the easy out. I'll give it to those guys. What about you, Aaron? Taps on the back. All right. Um, well, I'm going to give my kudos to the New York Giants. I'm going the, the homer route here. Um, just as predicted, uh, I told you, they're, they're going to win the division, and they're well on their way, man. Uh Daniel Jones uh, had a pretty good game. He had uh, some impressive throws. The defense continues to perform well. And uh, now they have something called a winning streak. So to the New York Giants. A lot of kudos. Taps on the back. Love it. Keep it up, boys. All right, cool. Bowers. I'm going to get well, some you know, kudos. I'll, I'll, if we're allowed to go home or route, then I'll go the home or route as well. Uh, I, I, we, the Bengals down 12 nothing in the second quarter went for it on fourth and uh, fourth and goal at the three, which they've never done ever. And uh, T. Higgins scored a touchdown because we knew we needed a touchdown. And by the way, we're two five. Who gives a shit? Let's just see what we can figure out play wise. It drives me crazy when teams are two and twelve and they ever punt. Like, what are you doing? Who cares? You <laughs> nothing suck. to lose. You're yeah. not gonna like if I, the other rule I'd make is you're not allowed to dance unless you have a winning record. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but uh, uh, going, but the Bengals this year, and this is where I think Burrow's the truth. Twelve and twelve for for fourteen and fourth down conversions this year. Twelve for fourteen, and I doubt Marvin Lewis went for it on fourth down eight times in his whole uh, coaching tenure with the Bengals. Right. So uh, twelve for fourteen is pretty good. That's where I think we're, we're all right. We gotta, so that's where I'll give my kudos to. That I will say, I think Hopkins had the harder part of that ca- of that that play right we've seen a million quarterbacks throw it into the end zone as far as they could and it was great he got, he got out of the sack and all that and to get it there but we've seen a million quarterbacks get it there no one's ever jumped up through the crowd and caught it i mean that was amazing to get through that all three amazing. of those dudes and to put the nike jump man logo on his glove yeah. in the right spot so yeah, they could yeah. see it and it was <laughs> it was like i mean whatever he's and and and, and i think that bill o'brien better moved out of texas because every time he walks down the street someone should punch him in the stomach for trading to, down to hopkins away i mean it's the dumbest thing i've yeah. ever seen in the history uh, of the of the of the league. I mean, uh, I mean, aside from a starting Achilles Smith, is the first day he came off his holdout in week three, uh, which was the he started. You know that he held out till week three and then started. Eighty eight. The what year was that? Oh, who knows? I was in college, probably ninety four, ninety something. Terrible, but I'm saying he, he didn't know he, he he hadn't been in camp. He didn't know the plays. Like, ah, go get him, kid. You're the number three overall pick. I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, it was uh, anyway. So. Other than that, trading to DeAndre Hopkins was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. But. So we're giving our your kudos and taps on the back to the Bengals for having the balls to go for it. Unfortunately, yes, for first, right. for the first, yeah, instead of kicking the field goal, twelve to nothing. Put it on the board. Got a kudos, taps on the back. And before we get out of here, we got to uh, play a short clip of Akib Talib, who uh, gave us kudos and taps on the back, who made his debut <clears throat> as an announcer uh, doing the the color. In the uh, Redskins, or excuse me, the football team, 
game. Who did they play? I forget. But uh, he he did all right from what I heard. He did okay. Here's a short little clip. Great play design. They caught Washington in the blitz. We see him bringing a rookie Cam Curl off the edge. Swift fakes like he's going to block him. Ooh, look at all that space out of there, man. That's a great <laughs> play design, man. They threw the, threw the screen right into where the blitz came from. Anytime you do that, man, it's set up to be 20-plus yards. I think anytime you get a ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, Actually, it's so funny because I watched Red Zone and I heard that voice and I was like, who is that? That sounds that's the least announcery guy in the history of announcing. And then when I heard his when they mentioned his name, I'm like, ah, okay, all right, I'm on board. (laughs) Did you know that he retired? I mean, I know like everything going on, it's, it's easy to miss these stories. I didn't even know that he officially retired. I didn't either. I feel like he was a great player. Like yesterday, he was still great. The last time I saw him play, is he is he is he done? Is he too old? Did he just get a good offer? I read that it was an official retirement. Last I heard, I thought he was like on injured reserve and done for the season. But I guess he retired. Ah, good for him. And and kudos, and kudos to him for not pretending to be a white guy, stick up his ass, announcer voice. He's just he was just himself. Uh, the it best was, he could do in that arena is to say the word kudos. <laughs> get some kudos he leaned into that it was not the first time he said kudos <laughs> yeah i love it i love it. good for him uh friend of the show friend of the podcast keep to leave congrats to you man well thanks for listening everybody uh bowers give us the plug again with the thing uh, where we go it's, uh sdsc so sam david sam charlie show uh dot com so sdsc show.com you can find all the uh the streams we do a show tuesday and wednesday and friday at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern and then saturday at noon pacific 3 p.m eastern so it's a lot of fun come check that's it out. that's great uh boo, boo, boo. I, i'm doing bob and tom tomorrow morning uh tuesday morning is at 8 20 wednesday nights uh we do 50 toasts uh on the facebook uh live page uh where this normally is hopefully we can figure out how to get it back to there <laughs> this ended up on the quicks on the uh all pro lines page which we've never done uh if you're watching and you've never seen this before Hi. Hello, come and join the fun. This is what we do. We talk football. We 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 fuck around. We have guests. We you know, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, Quick Snaps is available as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, most of you are hearing this and already know that. But if you uh, want to be a friend of the show, tell a friend and spread the word. That's the best way to get the word out there. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We'll do this again on Monday night at seven thirty next week, and uh, hopefully the Bengals and Falcons and Giants will all win between now and then. Oh no 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 no! I don't want to win. We're not winning. No, you don't want to win. This is a season for winning. You can't win four games in our division and go to the playoffs like some people. So we have to. Oh, snap. We'll see you in two weeks, pal. Okay. See strong, weeks. strong close. Yeah, yeah. We, strong and we will close. lose by four points at the end when we let you score. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody.